Hey gents, Nick Chantos here with another episode of Apex Masculinity. I'm glad you're here. Guys, I want to go over a few subsequent points from the previous podcast concerning the awakening moment. Just want to go a little deeper and offer a little more clarity on what the awakening moment for us should be. The awakening moment happens for us when we realize that the pain of being substandard hurts more and far outweighs the pain that will be required to make the necessary changes to become apex men. The danger here for guys like us, guys with mired past and years and years, toxic choices and toxic consequences is that we naturally become inoculated to pain. We begin to build a greater threshold of tolerance to the perpetual negative outcomes that come from substandard living and toxic decisions to the point that things that would have been a red flag for change to most normal people for us are just that normal being the stubborn mules that we are and simply not being aware that our lives shouldn't have to be filled with perpetual bottom shelf living we continue to embrace with comfort and ease the crippling effects of septic choices what i ask men often is are you not tired of this bro are you not tired of living this way seriously are you not tired of waking up every day struggling with the same addictions the same paycheck to paycheck poverty, the same struggles in your family, the same stagnation in your marriage? Is there nothing in you that even remotely believes that you're capable of doing the work of writing out your current hardships and challenges and learning some basic tactics and strategies for surmounting and conquering those challenges? I remind you that you don't have to fix it all at once. It's just a process to begin, to simply sit down and write a list of what sucks in your life today, and then write another list of what your dreams and your goals and your ambitions are, and begin to take some basic actionable steps to move away from what sucks in your life to what seems like it will give you greater fulfillment and joy. Guys, I promise you, as you begin to grow as a man, you'll start loving the process of growing as much as you love the process of systematically achieving those epic goals and dreams that you've set for yourself. As a side note to this process, it should be noted that those of us that had more judgmental father figures in our adolescence and youth will often be the most judgmental of our own growth. I want to counsel you to not be your worst enemy. Praise the little accomplishments as you go, because defeatism can cause stagnation. And remember, the heart issues are far more important than the flesh issues. What I mean by that is, obviously, yes, for example, you should quit smoking. But would you not agree that your wife and children would rather have a kind-hearted, compassionate, self-controlled father that's trying to quit smoking as opposed to a habit-free, heart-healthy jerk that's, that's treating people like garbage and has no control of his temper or temper or his damaging speech patterns? 
Does this make sense? Remember, most of the men have given up. Honestly, it's really just you and me right now, bro. Evolving. Becoming. Like an ugly little caterpillar having spun a cocoon of personal growth and development, we will soon be taking flight to daily becoming the most elite versions of ourselves. The awakening moment, point two, happens when we realize that anyone can come from any place of destitution or failure in life and go on to achieve epic and monumental success. Anyone can come from any place of destitution or failure and go on to achieve epic fulfillment and joy in their lives. I don't care if you were abused, abandoned, neglected, or any other number of negative things in your youth or adolescence. Trust me, I feel your pain. I come from deep wounds too. But we have to keep going. You have to begin to learn to leverage your wounds and your broken past to create a more positive and productive future. I'm leveraging the wounds of a father that honestly, guys, just wasn't there. The support wasn't there. The training wasn't there. But I'm leveraging that experience to make me the most kind, supportive, and loving father that I know today. So many people, just like you and I, have come from abusive childhoods, broken marriages, drugs, alcohol, addictions to porn, and any number of negative things, and have gone on to become addiction counselors, business owners, pastors, loving and highly influential fathers, great husbands, and in some cases, even millionaires. You must begin to believe in yourself. There's nothing that separates you and I from those people that have already gone through the process of growing and changing to becoming the best versions of themselves. People are at just different places in this process. We will get there just as they are there. We put our pants on one leg at a time just as they do. Personally, I've made the commitment to never stop growing. I've made the commitment to create and accomplish little challenges in my life so that I could gain a growing track record of successes to help stimulate my self-confidence. I just eliminated all the toxic people in my life. Now, when I have a setback in life, I don't hear my father's voice telling me that I'm a worthless piece of garbage anymore. I now hear my own voice telling me, reminding me, that falling forward is a requirement to learning how to excel in life. I give myself great grace for the moments of weakness. You should give yourself grace. We can do this. I know we can. Point three. The awakening moment happens when we realize that even though the process of acquiring these broken toxic mindsets or addictions and underdeveloped self-discipline over the course of our youth and adolescence may not entirely be our fault. You may have been raised in a situation where you just weren't raised right. However, it is now, whether it's our fault, how we got here or not, it is now our responsibility 
to take extreme ownership of these problems. We get nowhere when we defer and shift blame to another person, event, or circumstance. Yes, we understand that parents are responsible for training and developing their children to be successful. And if that principle wasn't in play for you growing up, guess what? Welcome to the club, my friend. My mother was 16 when she had me. Her mother was a full-blown, high-functioning alcoholic by then. How far back down the line of the family tree are we going to go looking for the culprit to pin several generations of brokenness on? Even if we did find them, chances are they're already dead. You and I, however, are still alive. Still able to reform ourselves and change the course of history for the good. Forever. Brother, do you not yet realize the implications of what's at stake here? Please think long term. As it stands now, the future is not yet determined for you. The future will happily create for you a life of abundance, joy, opportunities for wealth, love, and success. It will also happily create for you exactly what you already have, a continuation of what you already have. Poverty, defeatism, addictions, and emptiness. The future doesn't care what it creates for you. Like a happy little robot, it watches your choices habits and decisions that you make today and it assumes that because you're making these toxic choices that you must enjoy the result of these behaviors so it creates the fallout and outcomes of those choices for you to enjoy but you don't enjoy them anymore do you the pain of being substandard is now far outweighing what your mind thinks the pain levels will be to begin the process of change the pain of being substandard is to the point now where you no longer care who's responsible for ruining you as a child, and you just simply want to heal and move on. Listen, no one is asking you to forget the wounds. In fact, you should learn how to harness those memories and those wounds and use them as fuel to launch you into a greater determination to succeed. I just don't want to see you get stuck in a place of blame shifting. It's easy to justify laziness and lethargy at that point. Everything we do is someone else's fault. Therefore, we need not take seriously the priority of change. When we focus on blame deferment, that means we're not focused on strategies for change. We're losing ground at that point. It's better for us as men, as I said, if we simply take extreme ownership of our own problems habits, and character traits so that we can put laser focus on healing, rebuilding, and developing our inner man. Point four, the awakening moment happens for us when we realize that entertaining bitterness towards those responsible for the psychological trauma or harm that we experienced as a child will be a stumbling block to our healing and growth. It can be likened to the idea of you drinking poison, hoping that those people die. That, my friend, is insanity. We have our own work cut out for us in rebuilding our lives. It's a daunting and serious task. We cannot defer any energy to bitterness or hatred towards others. We will get an opportunity to deal with those people later. We must first heal, then get grounded and solid as men. This goes hand in hand with the last point. 
Although, yes, we may not entirely be responsible for the inception of these problems, they are now ours to deal with. The dirty little secret, brother, honestly, is that no one really cares. People might say that they're sorry for your troubled past, but be guaranteed of this, though. No one is going to lose any sleep over whether or not you change or stay the same. No one is wringing their hands in distress or dismay at the thought of you staying broken, traumatized, and substandard. No one is lamenting in anguish or regret at your current plight of suffering and hardship. The cold reality is, my friend, they are too consumed with themselves and their own state of brokenness. They have nothing to offer you by way of redemption. They have nothing left to give. You stand alone on the battlefield of the rest of your life. One enemy between you and complete victory, yourself. Behind him lay all the wealth and treasure of an immense kingdom. All of it belongs to you. Pillaged and plundered from you during a time when your kingdom was weak and frail. During a time when your kingdom was under attack from within. No longer. Self-sabotage and self-loathing have been exposed for the traitors that they are. Their guilty verdict rang loud and true from the halls of self-awareness, judged and sentenced their lifeless corpses now sway on the gallows of determination as you march towards the boundary lines of what remains of the rest of your life to initiate your relentless campaign to seize and reclaim everything that was taken from you, everything that is yours, and so much more. One of you will die here. Point five. The awakening moment happens when we understand that personal growth and success is truly measured by the distance gained over time. There may be seasons on the journey where it seems as though we're taking two steps forward and one step back. Remember, no one else is even trying. For many of us, having a solid father figure or mentor in our youth to train us and to teach us how to be successful and self-disciplined just wasn't an option. For those of us trying to learn and become a solid, grounded, and self-mastered man, we need to grade ourselves on the learning curve. All of this is new for you. Quite honestly, if you think about it, in this particular arena, you and I wear two hats. Concerning our own growth, our own development as men, we are simultaneously the student and the teacher. You are now overseeing the educational growth and development of yourself. You will have to, mostly by trial and error, figure out what works for you and what doesn't. You will have to figure out what empowers you and what hinders you. You will have to figure out what your triggers are for negative thinking and self-sabotaging behavior. Oftentimes, these things lay only one layer back from conscious perception. What I mean by that is, People often don't even know why they continue to be their own worst enemy. It took me almost 15 years to realize that rejection was a trigger for me. I honestly never considered myself to be one who even remotely cares what others may think or say about me. That wasn't true. 
There was a time not so long ago where the thought of someone second-guessing my ability to accomplish a task was hurtful. To be second-guessed, to know that people don't place any faith in you or believe in you, for me, that was a trigger. It made me feel unaccepted, rejected. Knowing now that all of those negative feelings and emotions trace back to an unhealthy relationship with my father, and even at times my mother and the way they treated or spoke to me, allows me today to not internalize those things so much. The point I'm trying to make here is you have much to learn about yourself. As you go, there may not be anyone there to point out the obvious. You have to go deep. You have to be self-analytical. You and you alone will determine if this process of growth and maturity is a mere hobby or an urgent project. You will set the pace. You will provide the course and the curriculum of study. You will measure and grade the rate of growth and success. As well, from the student's perspective, you must follow and keep the pace that you've set for yourself. You must vigorously and thoroughly attend the course of study that you have given to yourself. You must be honest with yourself concerning the outcomes and the level of growth that you see as you go on this journey, adjusting the course as necessary to keep the best momentum for yourself and gain the most dividends. What books on personal growth and development are you reading today? Honestly, what's your next book? Most men don't even read. I try to read three to four books a year on personal growth and development. What are you learning from that book on fatherhood, finance, marriage, sobriety? What are you implementing from those books? There are so many free mentors out there waiting, wanting to influence you in a positive way. For example, the podcast world is filled with amazing personalities that help teach, train, and inspire their audience to grow and succeed in any number of different areas. Something that, that just peeves me like you would not believe is meeting guys out here in the workforce that I know are struggling. They're struggling with pornography. They're struggling in their finances. They can't manage their money. They don't know how to be a good husband. They don't know how to connect with their children and be a, a, a father that, that influences their kids in a positive way. And I'll send them podcasts. I'll send them the titles of books that I've read. I'll send them YouTube videos that teach on these particular topics. And they won't even take a second to listen to them. It's frustrating because all of the knowledge for growth and development is out there. It's at the tips of our fingers. My personal favorites in podcasts are Andrew Farabee with Knowledge for Men, Rewire with Ryan Stuman, Tony Robbins, Dave Ramsey, just to name a few, but there are many out there. You need to figure out what areas you're falling down in and go out there and find someone that is excelling in that area and submit yourself to that teaching and to that training so you can gain the wisdom to begin to apply in your own life. 
the knowledge and the wisdom that's passed down from these people, if you will be an avid consumer of it, it will get embedded into your psyche. Like little seeds of wisdom and truth, they will, I promise you, if nurtured right, they will always produce a crop of growth towards success. Circling back to my original point, just remember, it's a process. Give yourself room to grow. Going forward, I want you to love yourself. For some of you, you're hearing that for the first time. Yes, that's right. I said love yourself. Value yourself. Respect yourself. See yourself as an apex man. For many of us, whether intentionally or not, by the words and the actions, or in some cases, the lack thereof, of those around us when we were in our youth and adolescence, we became conditioned to believe somehow that we were undeserving of love, support, and respect. That type of demeaning and disparaging parenting gets anchored deep into the psyche of a man and only produces self-loathing, self-sabotage, and extreme levels of uncertainty even in the most mundane and simple choices and tasks. I've met so many men that when an obstacle or a challenge comes their way, they have no clue what to do, how to proceed. They're bound up by fear of making the wrong choices. They don't believe in themselves. They're worried that 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 there's no support that, how do I want to say this? That if they make the wrong move, there's no recovery. They just simply don't believe in themselves. If we're not careful, brothers, this line of thinking can create faulty comparison syndrome where we incorrectly assume that everyone else in life is doing well. Everyone else in life doesn't have any falls, and therefore everyone else in life is deserving of love and respect. See, because we know our own selves all too well. We know every dark corner inside. We remember every dirty deed ever done. We are plagued with the shame and the regret of all the wrong moves of decades and decades of toxic and substandard living. If we're not careful, we can incorrectly assume that other people have it all together and because we don't, they obviously deserve love and respect, but yet we do not. You'd be rather amused and amazed to know that everyone, even the most well-put-together people, have dark corners in their life. Everyone has engaged in something immoral or reproachable at some point in their life. Everyone has a moment of shame and regret from their past. Everyone has something in their life that if it could be put on a movie screen in a movie theater in front of a hundred people, they would slither out on their bellies in shame and embarrassment. All of us are human. All of us are prone to moments of weakness and frailty. It's all about your perspective as a man. Do you see your past failures as the sideline that gets you out of the game and keeps you in a place stuck, never hoping or allowing to be successful? Or do you see your past and the failures from your past as learning experiences, as moments where you're falling forward, learning and growing? It's all about your perspective. 
Point six, the awakening moment happens as we understand that personal growth requires us to be brutally honest with ourselves. As we proceed, we cannot make excuses as to why we cannot grow. We must commit to the hard work of rebuilding the rest of our lives. For the moment we become idle in this task, we will, by default, begin to gravitate back towards the old man, and usually at a more rapid pace than when we pulled away. You, my friend, are the grand architect of this construction project of rebuilding the rest of your life. You are the director of the movie script of your own life story. You are the main character in this film. You, my friend, determine how this movie develops, and most importantly, how it ends. You need to start considering how you can affect life, rather than constantly being affected by life. It's a complete paradigm shift in thinking. Not that I have arrived. For the moment we think we've arrived, we're in trouble. But, but brothers, I, I can't even explain. If you only knew the man I was 20, 25 years ago, and to see the man that I've become today, you would be blown away and you would have all the encouragement that you need to go from where you are to where you want to be, to where you know you can be. Brothers, there was a time in my life when I lived under a bridge in El Paso, Texas, with nothing but the dirty clothes on my back, a dull syringe, and a slew of warrants for my arrest. I was not in good shape. Physically, psychologically, emotionally, I was a train wreck. And again, not that I have arrived at any pinnacle place. I am on a march, on a movement to continue growing for the rest of my life, becoming an apex man. But the man that I have become today blows me away. Sometimes when I really sit down and think about this journey, and all of the ups and the downs and all of the learning and all of the falling forward, it blows me away. I have an abundance mindset. And I'm not talking about some, some happy, clappy nonsense, some pseudo, pseudo positivity nonsense. I'm talking about an abundance mindset. I'm talking about believing in myself. I'm talking about being in a place where I'm looking for leadership opportunities being in a place where I'm self-confident. I know what I want. I know what I have to do to get it. And I have the courage to start the process of the hard work of getting there. And anybody can get to that place. If you can go from being strung out, broke, homeless, addicted, living under a bridge to a place where you are at the apex of your career, where you have a side hustle and a side business that gives you great fulfillment and great joy, whether or not it ever makes you any real money, you are contributing back to society in some way. You are reaching into people's lives and touching them in a positive way, like really trying to avoid being braggadocious here because, again, I'm nobody, but I'm somebody. And some of you will know what that means. I'm nobody, but God damn it, I'm somebody. And I look at my podcast analytics and 
I mean, I just started this podcast a couple months ago and I mean, we're already in the hundreds of downloads and we just got started. And I know there's guys out there that are by far doing better and further along, but there's people listening in, in every corner of the world. My podcast analytics tell me that people in Latvia and Poland and Spain and Italy, all over the world, people are tuning in and learning tips and tactics and strategies on how to be a better husband, better father, better employee, better employer, how to take better care of their health and wellness, how to have self-confidence and not walk in a place of discouragement, despair, shame, and self-loathing. We are changing the world. And there is a movement taking place, not just with me, but many, many personalities out there in podcast land, book authors and uh, YouTubers and, and you name it. It's, it's, it's a paradigm shift. And they say that when the student's ready, the teacher arrives. And there was a time years ago when I got to that place. I was at my wit's end and I needed help. And I started listening to podcasts and reading books. And I quit hanging out with toxic people. And I started associating myself with people that were successful. And I pushed my way and included my way into their sphere so that I could learn tips and tactics and strategies on how to manage my money, be a better husband, be a better father, be a better human being. And the growth has been immense. And I'm excited for the years to come. Guys, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. I believe in you. I support you. Wherever you are, I am here supporting and believing in you. Keep listening. Keep reaching out. Keep fighting. Never stop growing. Love yourself and sleep well at night. Until next time. Thank you.